This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to worship our Lord and Savior. And happy and blessed New Year. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, our Maker and Redeemer, you wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him who made himself to be like us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The epistle is written in Galatians, the fourth chapter. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent his, the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We join our voices together as we sing the Alleluia verse. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. And Jesus' father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. We speak together the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, 
God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We sing together hymn 375. Christ is risen. He is risen Alleluia. Alleluia. Our Lord Jesus is alive. Our text today from the Holy Gospel appointed in St. Luke, the second chapter. Simeon says to Mary and to Joseph, this child is, caused, is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. These are the words of our text, God's grace, and his mercy, and his peace. Be multiplied to you now and forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The birth of a baby is a wonderful, wonderful thing, isn't it? The baby, precious to mom and dad, cherished by siblings and grandparents. And as that child grows in years, their birth becomes more and more special. Let me explain. For example, the birth of your child's teacher is important to you, isn't it, when your child is in their classroom? And the birth of your doctor is important to you when you are sick. The birth of a mechanic or a plumber is important to you when your car needs repair or when your sink is plugged up. The birth of a king is important to those he rules over. Well, the birth of Jesus is the most important birth in the history of the world. His birth is important for everyone. His birth is the only one the only one that has ever been announced by an angel. His birth, the only one ever praised 
before shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night by a multitude of angels who filled the sky singing, Glory to God in the highest. Jesus' birth is the only one celebrated around the world every year. And Jesus' birth is crucial to each one of us. The angel says, I bring you good news that will be for all the people. The Apostle John writes, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. John the Baptist points at Jesus and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the atoning sacrifice, not only for our sins, but for the sins of the entire world. Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Everyone, everyone in the world is saved by Jesus. He has redeemed all people. And so his birth is the most important birth in the history of the world. This is what Simeon comes to tell Mary and Joseph. Here's the way it happened. Jesus is 40 days old. And Joseph and Mary take Jesus to the temple to present Jesus to the Lord. This is what God commanded. It goes all the way back, all the way back to Egypt and the night before the exodus of the people of Israel out of their slavery. It goes all the way back to the very last plague that God sent upon Egypt. In judgment upon Egypt for their sin and for their refusal to let the people of Israel go free, God took the life of all of the firstborn in Egypt. You remember that horrible plague. But God also spared the lives, didn't he, of all of the firstborn of Israel. Why? Well, because the blood of the lamb had been put over the doorposts of the houses of Israel. And the angel of death passed over those houses, and the firstborn of Israel were spared. And after that, God declared that the firstborn boys of Israel belonged to him, because he had spared them from death when he freed his people. The firstborn male who opened the womb were dedicated to the Lord, and they were to serve the Lord in the temple. Jesus is the firstborn of Mary. And so when Jesus is 40 days old, he is taken to the temple in Jerusalem, and he is presented to the Lord. And Mary and Joseph offer a sacrifice to redeem their son. That is the sacrifice that takes the place of their son and they receive their son back from the Lord. And so Simeon was at that day, 40 days after the the birth of Jesus. He is at the temple that day. And Simeon is a righteous and devout man, St. Luke tells us. He is waiting for the Savior. He is waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit has revealed to Simeon 
that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Savior. And Simeon comes up to Mary and Joseph, and he takes the baby Jesus in his arms, and he looks into the eyes of this baby. He looks into the eyes of his Savior, because this little child is going to save Simeon from sin's punishment. Jesus will forgive all of Simeon's sins. Jesus will give to Simeon everlasting life. There, Simeon at the temple is looking into the face of Jesus, his Savior. And Simeon starts to praise God. You do that too. He starts to sing the praises of God, who has been faithful to all of the promises that he has made, and who gives his son, so that whoever believes in Jesus will not perish, but will have everlasting life. And then Simeon sings a song of salvation. He, he praises God who has kept his word. Simeon has seen the Savior, and now he can die in peace. And Mary and Joseph, they marvel at the words of Simeon. And the words of Simeon are a song that we're going to sing this morning after Holy Communion. At the Lord's table this morning, you are going to eat the very body of Jesus, crucified and given for you. You are going to drink the very blood of Jesus shed on Calvary's cross for you. And in the body and blood of Jesus, in and with and under the bread and the wine, we receive the forgiveness of sins. Here at the Lord's table, we see the Lord's salvation. We taste and see that the Lord is good. And we sing the song of Simeon. Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation that you have prepared in the sight of every people. We sing the song of Simeon after Holy Communion. Because here at the Lord's table, we too have seen our Savior. We receive the forgiveness of sin and everlasting life here at the table of the Lord. We marvel at the birth of Jesus and what God has done to save us from sin and death. And then after that takes place, Simeon says this to Mary, the words of our text. This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Jesus is the most important child born in the history of the world. And Simeon's words here are a prophecy. This is what his words mean. You will either believe in Jesus and be saved, or you won't. What Simeon is saying is that there is absolutely no middle ground when it comes to Jesus. There is no fence sitting, no abstaining. You either Believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior, or you don't. And salvation rests upon what you do with Jesus. Believe in him and live forever. Reject him and die the eternal death of sin and hell. Eternity comes down to what you do with Jesus. There is no middle ground. There is no other person other than Jesus upon whom your salvation rests. 
There is no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. That is why the birth of Jesus is the most important birth in the history of the world. And Simeon uses three images in his prophecy to show what people will do with Jesus. The first image Simeon uses talks about the rising and the falling of many in Israel. Those who believe in Jesus will be raised from sin and death to forgiveness and life everlasting. And those who stumble over Jesus, those who reject him, will fall. They will fall into the abyss of hell and eternal torment. And the second image that Simeon uses says that Jesus will be spoken against by those who reject him. We see that in the people of Jesus' hometown of Nazareth. They hear Jesus, read the scriptures, and then Jesus hands the scroll back and he looks at all of them and he says to them, today in your hearing, this prophecy has been fulfilled. What Jesus is saying is, I am the Savior of the world. I am the Messiah, the Son of God. I am true God and I am true man. And the people of Nazareth rejoice, give thanks and sing to the Lord, the Savior is here. No, they don't. They all rise up and they take Jesus out to the, to the cliff and they're going to throw Jesus off and kill him. But Jesus walks away unharmed because his time has not yet come. We see the rejection of Jesus and the people at the foot of the cross as they ridicule him. Remember, they said he saved others, but he can't save himself. Come down now from the cross and we will believe in you. But Jesus remains on the cross and he gives his life for the sins of the world, for your sins and my sins. Those who reject Jesus speak against him. And the world is full of voices who deny that Jesus is the Christ. And Jesus says, whosoever denies me before men, I will deny him before my Father in heaven. And whosoever confesses me before men, I will confess him before my Father who is in heaven. For those of us who believe in him, we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And we see that confession in the thief on the cross. He calls out to Jesus in faith. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says to him, I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. When Jesus asks Peter, who do men say that I am? Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by men, but by my father in heaven. And so we confess. I believe that Jesus Christ has redeemed me a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. And Jesus says to you and me, blessed are you, blessed are you, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. 
The Holy Spirit is the one who has snatched you and me from the jaws of unbelief. He has given to you and me saving faith in Jesus. and He keeps us in this one true faith to life everlasting. And the third image that Simeon uses shows that Jesus reveals the hearts and thoughts of many in Israel. What you do with Jesus is what is in your heart. If you stumble and you trip over Jesus, it reveals that in your heart you do not believe in him. As you confess Jesus as Lord, it reveals in your heart that you trust in him for the salvation of your soul. Others can see your heart by what you do with Jesus. They know your thoughts by what you confess about this baby. The words of Simeon can't be said of any other baby born in the history of the world. Jesus is the only one ever born of whom it can be said this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. That day along with Simeon, a woman named Anna is at the temple too. She is the daughter of Phanuel, she is of the tribe of Asher, and she is a prophetess. She is 84 years old, she's been a widow for a long time, and she never leaves the temple in Jerusalem. She's always there, there day and night, fasting, praying to the Lord. And no sooner has Simeon told Mary that a sword will pierce her own soul too, which is a reference to the crucifixion of Jesus, isn't it, of the agony and the suffering of Jesus upon the cross and how Mary will watch her son die for the sins of the world. It is at that very moment that Anna comes up and she comes up to them giving thanks and praising God, just like the shepherds. She goes around the temple telling everybody about this baby. She tells everyone, she talks to anyone that here is Jesus. Here is the redemption of Jerusalem. That is who Jesus is, the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, that's a name for Jesus you don't see on many T-shirts these days. When we think about the names of Jesus, we think about Emmanuel, Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Redeemer, Messiah, the bread of life, the resurrection, and more. But here, here Jesus is called the redemption of Jerusalem. Jesus is the redeemer of the world. He is the one who reconciles all fallen sinners with God. He is the one who gives his life so we can have life, life abundant and life eternal. Jesus is the one who buys us back buys us back with his blood and saves you and me from sin and death. Of all of the babies born in all of the history of the world, Jesus is the most important baby of all. As we just sang, from the bondage that oppressed us, from sin's fetters that possessed us, from the grief that sore distressed us, we the captives now are free. Free, all because of Jesus. Let us pray. Gracious child, we pray, O oh, hear us. 
From your lowly manger cheer us, gently lead us and be near us, till we join your choir above. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord unto life everlasting. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.